Hey, video game fans, I'm Ben Bertoli. And I'm Push Dustin. And this is Memory Card. How's the new year treating you, Push? <sighs> it's been fine, I guess. I just, you know, haven't accomplished much. I've been trying to stay more active myself, uh, lifting some weights, going for a run. It actually inspired me to pick this sports-based episode. God, that sounds exhausting. Are you ready to go? Um, I'm just gonna lay down for a bit, but you can just keep on talking. I'll, I'll, I'll join in later. Okay, but don't fall asleep on me, Push, because it's time for episode five. Sports! Whoa! That's what we're going to be talking about today. Well, one sport in particular, but I wanted to start off with a question for you, Push. Okay. And that is, were there any sports that you've never really enjoyed in the real world that you fell in love with in video game form? Um, I guess um, baseball. There was, a, uh, there was this mobile game that I, I, I played for a while that had like baseball cards and stuff like that. And I got really into it, but I never really liked playing baseball. I did, um, what's that, um, where you put the ball on the, on the stand and you hit it? T-ball? T-ball. I did T-ball. You know, I was a professional <laughs> T-ball player for like 16 years. Um, but you know, they kicked me off the team. You, you got too tall eventually. Yeah. Yeah. They found out. At, at 16 years old. <laughs> yeah. They were like, wait a second. That guy's growing a mustache. <laughs> <laughs> what, what system was this game for? Do you remember? Um, the baseball game? I, it was for mobile. Oh, just like a, a phone game? Yeah. Yeah, it was a phone game. It was really early on um, mobile game. It, you'd like rip out like cards and stuff like that. And like you could like level up your players and stuff like that. It was very simple play gameplay, but I got really into it for a while. When I was a kid, there was this video store. And for some reason, they had one Japanese video game for the Nintendo 64. And it was uh, called something. It was like Pro Yaku King, which is, is something baseball, right? Yeah, Yaku is uh, baseball. Oh, okay. So the Pro Baseball King. And we would rent it all the time. And I played baseball as a kid, but I really didn't like it that much. It was kind of just my dad wanted me to play, so I was on a team. Mm -hmm. But I loved this game. And I don't know if it was just because of like all the Japanese and I didn't understand anything. And I got really excited when they would scream, home run! <laughs> but looking back, the N64 like locks you out, right? Because of the way that the cartridges are made. Mm -hmm. yep. So I have no idea how I played that game. Like, I didn't have a modded N64. Huh. They, they must have... You can switch out the backs yeah. to play the cartridges if you're, like, super crafty, but did the video store owner do that in 1996? <laughs> it's just really weird to me. Mm-hmm. So that was a big one. And then another one that I really loved was the Punch-Out titles. And that's what we're going to be talking about today is the history of Punch-Out. Mike Tyson? That's right. Yeah, he will, he will come up multiple times. <laughs> But most people know that game, and they know the Super Nintendo game and the Wii game, mm -hmm. but there's actually nine different Punch-Out! titles out there. Oh. Like different varieties and spinoffs and such. Mm -hmm. So we are going to get into it. Hit, hit the bell, push. Ding, 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 ding. ding. <laughs> I think it's just ding, 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 just the two times. Oh, I thought they, like, they do it multiple times if, it, if it's a knockout. I could be wrong. I... You might be thinking of a uh, fire alarm. Oh, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I do get those confused. 
All right, so we're going to start in the year 1983, five years before I became born. So, um, became okay. born. That's a weird sentence. Became born <laughs> before you're born in, into this world. Yes. You were willed into existence. So, it was a very, very dull uh, place, the yeah. world it was. Yeah. But Nintendo. <laughs> Prevent time. Nintendo basically had this excessive number of video monitors that they had in their warehouse okay. after the success of Donkey Kong, the original arcade Donkey Kong, and they kind of overshot mm-hmm. their estimate of how many video monitors they would need and how popular it was going to be in the end. Yep. So they put it out to their team at the Nintendo Research and Development Division. We need to come up with something that can utilize all of these monitors. So like, come up with a game that can do two screens at the same time and then like it won't be a waste you know we can write it off for our taxes or however that works <laughs> in japan we can actually make some money back yeah exactly and we you know we can, you can all keep your job yeah make us make us the next big hit with these tvs or you're fired i'm sure that was uh you know kind of the, the mentality they went into it with but basically what happened was they really the research and development team led by genyo takada they wanted to make a game that could like zoom in and spin and kind of the things you think about with the Super FX chip for the Super Nintendo. Mm-hmm. But the technology really wasn't there at the time. They wanted to make a racing game, but they really couldn't do it. Yeah. They eventually decided that the top screen can't move. It can just display data and everything that's exciting is going to be going on on the bottom screen. And that is where they got the idea for the original arcade version of Punch-Out. Uh, which basically has like information at the top about the boxers, their weight and, you know, their rank and all that good stuff and all the different meters for the game, like how powerful you are. And mm-hmm. Shigeru Miyamoto, who everyone knows and loves, uh, actually helped design the characters for the original Punch-Out. So I was reading about the game's title music and I was trying to think, there's a lot of music that I associate with Punch-Out, but I never really thought of it as having a specific theme. Yep. Um, but apparently it does have one that was in the original arcade game and kind of shows up in every game since, but just kind of in the background. And it's called the Gillette Look Sharp March, yep. which is a song that's sponsored by Gillette, the people yes. who make all the razors <laughs> in the world. <laughs> yeah. So I guess there was a show that w- it was actually started out as a radio show called the Gillette Cavalcade of Sports mm. that ran from 1942 to 1960 and eventually transitioned into being a show on NBC and that was the theme and somehow I guess it was you know free to use and so the people working on Punch-Out were like hey that sounds sporty and they used it on the cavalcade of sports (laughs) so we'll just throw it in there as our as our opening theme Mm -hmm. so the original Punch-Out was released in early 1984 some people think it was actually December 1983 in Japan and then Super Punch-Out, not the one for the Super Nintendo, but an updated version was released at the very end of that same year, like in the fall, like less than a year later, they were like, hey, we have this new game, yeah, just a little bit better. It basically kept everything the same, but it added in these new characters, and that's where we get to everyone's favorite game, real or not. Okay. You ready? Ready for a round of this? Sure. Round one. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Round one. Ding, ding. Ding, ding, ding. Okay, so I'm going to say the name of a character, and you're going to mm-hmm. tell me if it's, it's a real character that you could fight in Super Punch-Out. Yeah, the arcade game. Okay. All right, the first one is Plaid Vlad. I think that one's real. Nope, that's a fake one. Ah, I made shit. it up. But I do picture him as being a uh, lumberjack who is also a vampire. Yeah. So if the 
punch out teams listening please put plaid vlad and please next go ahead <laughs> yeah <laughs> <Yes>. feel free <laughs> uh next up is dragon chan that one's fake no that one's real oh my god i'm doing terrible this time <laughs> zero for two man yeah. round two and you're down no dragon chan oh. is real he was a chinese fighter all right up next is great tiger that one's real that one's in smash <laughs> that one is real <laughs> <laughs> although it reminds me of tony the tiger yeah he's the real great tiger all right two more to go bad mama jamma that sounds fake yeah that's fake <laughs> <laughs> I, I was picturing like maybe a Jamaican guy. Oh yeah, just roughing you up. All right, last one. Vodka Drunkinski. I, I I know they didn't they change the name to like soda soda something like in the West. So I th- I think I think that's the Japanese name, but not the English name. Yeah, you're right. They changed it to Soda Popinski. Okay. Not necessarily just from Japan to America, but after the game came out and people were kind of like, hey. Seems a little culturally inappropriate. <laughs> yeah. So they changed it for future releases and, and when it came to the West. But so some other ones I didn't mention were uh, Bear Hugger and uh, Super Macho Man. Oh, Super, Super Macho Man's real. Yeah. I would have gotten that. I would have said that one was fake. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was kind of basing Bab Mama Jamma off of Super Macho Man. Ah, I see. So basically what happened was uh, Punch-Out was pretty popular in the arcades. Obviously, they had two entries. And they decided, we're going to bring this to the Famicom, which was, you know, Nintendo's big home console at the time. Mm. And they assigned uh, Genyo Takada, the same guy who did the arcade game, to do the NES version. But, unfortunately, the Famicom NES was way less powerful than the arcade hardware, Mm. so they had to change things. In the original arcade game, you stood behind Little Mac, the main character, and he was like a wireframe, which you can see in smash but in this game like they just didn't have the technology to see through the player and make it like fluid so they were like okay we need to shrink the player down so he's just like at the bottom of the screen Mm. and thus little mac and his tiny stature were born you want to take a guess at what they were originally going to name little mac it's like the lamest thing you can think of for someone who's a boxer boxer mcgee (laughs) that's so much better than theirs which is (laughs) peter punch oh yeah it's bad yeah Uh, boxer mcgee is is amazing (laughs) another another person to add to the inevitable (laughs) punch outs (laughs) game coming to switch so yeah no more peter punch he became little mac and they kind of like added this plot where he would train and there's like music and passwords for saving Mm. and they they changed it a little bit when you played the arcade game, all the fighters who you went up against, they they had their tells, you know, like when they were about to do super moves. Yeah. But they didn't follow a set pattern like up into that point, which made the game really random and made people lose more often and pay more money. So they were like, OK, we got to make this more about memorization and less about just luck. Yeah. And they changed the fighting style to uh, be a little bit like that. I also felt that Punch-Out was like really inspired by Rocky, right? Because it's like the same kind of similar story. Mm-hmm. The underdog training to take on the champ. Yeah. Yeah, I think the uh, training montage that Little Matt goes through riding his bike and, you know, punching mm-hmm. the air. I don't think he ever gets into the freezer like Rocky did, <laughs> but definitely some inspiration there. But the big name, like you said, that people know when it comes to Punch-Out is Mike Tyson. But before... Yeah. 
the Mike Tyson Punch-Out game comes out, um, Nintendo had already made the game, and they released a special mm -hmm. gold-colored Famicom cartridge that they only gave out to people who competed and did well enough in the Golf U.S. Course Famicom Tournament in September of 1987. Yeah, I've, I've actually seen that cart, like, um, at, yeah, as Super Potato. Oh, yeah, see, I didn't even know it existed, and I kind of hopped on eBay to see how much it was going for, and it, yeah. it seems like 250 to 300 bucks a pop. Mm -hmm. So it's not like there's only one of them out there, but still pretty, pretty rare. rare. Yeah, yep. definitely. So around the time that the gold version of the game came out um, at the open tournament competition, uh, Nintendo of America founder and former president Minoru Arakawa was attending a boxing match in Japan mm -hmm. where uh, old Iron Mike Tyson was going head to head with another competitor. And he was just like blown away yeah. by, you know, the amount of athleticism and was like, we need this guy. And it was kind of a gamble because Mike Tyson was not the heavyweight champion at that point. He was just mm. like an up and coming boxer. But he was like, oh, this guy's, you know, destined for great things. He's going to be in the Hangover movie. You know, that yeah. guy. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, like, we should say that Mike Tyson was actually a really good athlete. <laughs> oh, yeah, he was. <laughs> I'll, like... I'll talk about that here in a bit. But <laughs> and, and he was really popular in Japan. Yeah, he was a very uh, prominent athlete there. Like he was he was a big deal. He was. So how much do you think they paid Mike Tyson for his uh, likeness in the game for three years? Um, they paid him probably about a thousand dollars, just just enough to get that face tattoo. <laughs> no, quite a bit more than that. It was fifty thousand dollars. OK, which, you know, in the grand scheme of things for Mike Tyson, I mean, he would end up going toe to toe with people in in boxing matches where he would get paid like three to five million dollars per match. Mm -hmm. So. Not not that much, but hey, a good chunk of change. And like I said, this was before he was heavyweight champion. So mm -hmm. if they had waited until he was the heavyweight champion, which he eventually was, it probably would have cost them quite a bit more. Yeah. So Mike Tyson, uh, for those who don't know, like Push said, he's an amazing athlete, considered one of the greatest boxers of all time, but also known for some of his uh, antics outside of the ring, yeah. his face tattoo. Uh, like I said, he showed up in the Hangover <laughs> movies. I think he has a show on Adult Swim right now where he solves mysteries. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's right. It's yeah, it's interesting. He also bit someone's ear off. Yeah. So a lot of people seem to think that all the crazy stuff that Mike Tyson did led to him being kicked off of the game, mm -hmm. but his his likeness expired after three years. So I mean, he was taken out in 1990. And this was way before all of the bad stuff happened. I mean, he spent some time in prison in 1992 for some crimes of a sexual nature that I won't get into. Oh. And then in 1997 was when he took a bite out of Evander Holyfield's, uh, Holyfield's ear in a boxing match. Mm -hmm. I guess, I, you know, like looking into this, I guess a lot of people like kind of take his side on that. Oh, yeah. I heard about that. Yeah. Yeah. Because like, I guess the other guy was like illegally headbutting him a lot. And so he was just like, screw this. <laughs> just like bit him. <laughs> yeah, you know, just like me. When I get back into a corner, I just start biting. Oh, yeah. Ears. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a mm, biter. Faces. <laughs> no, I think the <laughs> Rampage uh, episode proved that we are both punchers. Yeah. <laughs> Not biters. <laughs> After they took uh, Mike Tyson off the game, out of the game, um, they changed it to be just normal punch out. Mm -hmm. And at the end, the, the main guy was Mr. Dream. And that's the version that Nintendo has released, ever, you know, ever since, like when it was in Animal Crossing and when it was in the virtual console. Yeah. They don't have the ability to use Mike Tyson anymore. Yeah. Makes sense. 
Hey folks, we're putting this episode on pause for a moment to reveal how you can help Memory Card. If you're enjoying the show and you'd like to support our gaming history endeavors, you should consider pledging a dollar or two to our Patreon. For a single dollar a month, you'll receive special updates and be given the option of ad-free episodes. You won't have to hear this ad, the one that you're currently listening to, ever again. For $2 a month, you'll become an official member of Club 251, which gives listeners access to exclusive bonus content and detailed transcripts via our memory card website. Every little bit pledged helps us improve the show and grow memory card into something even more wonderful. Find out more on the support section of our website or at patreon.com backslash memcard. That's patreon.com backslash M-E-M-C-A-R-D. And now, back to the show. Interestingly, as a side note, apparently Mike Tyson and his manager, Don King, who's got like crazy hair, yeah, they wanted to make a sequel where Mike Tyson would go into space and he would punch <laughs> aliens in the face, which is amazing. Yeah. It, was called, it was like an intergalactic thing. They pretty much made the whole thing. And then Mike Tyson went to trial for, you know, the terrible things he had done. And the people making the game were like, OK, what's up? we're going to change this. Sorry, you're out, Mike Tyson. Uh, so they changed it to Mark Tyler. Oh. And uh, it came out as Power Punch 2. Even though there was there a Power Punch 1? No. No, oh. there was not. <laughs> so uh, that, that one really uh, dedicated Power Punch collector out there <laughs> who's looking for Power Punch 1, it doesn't exist, buddy. I'm sorry to tell you. Oh, that's so sad. In 1994, Super Punch-Out! was released for the Super Nintendo, and it actually came to Japan way later. Do you know about the Nintendo Power Flash cartridges? Nintendo? Oh, yeah, I do. Um, those are cards that you could like, load up in your own, your own data. Yeah. You go to the convenience store and then like you could download data off of them, download data into them. Right. And this was just in Japan, right? This was the only place. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Because I remember like hearing about it and being like, wait, Nintendo Power, like the American Nintendo Power. And (laughs) I was a little confused for a second. Um, Do you know what these cartridges look like? Because I've never really seen one. Uh, Super Famicom. Yeah. The Super Famicom, the the Nintendo Power Flash cartridges. This is like um, Super Famicom memory, I think, on it. And then like it has like a white label with like boxes on it and then you can put those stickers on those boxes oh of the games that you've downloaded yeah and i think they did something very similar with the game boy games as well oh cool that's such a cool system for back in the day yeah that might be worth an episode of its own yes definitely <laughs> <I was laughs> we, thinking. Say, we say that all the time <laughs> someday we'll get to them all yeah basically so super punch out came out it had you know updated graphics it, it could kind of do uh what the arcade games could do which was make little mac a, a little more transparent mm. and uh you know put people put the players behind him and not just uh, above him like they could for the nes game the game did pretty well at least in america and europe and it was actually uh, something you could unlock in the 2005 GameCube game Fight Night Round Two. Oh yeah, and with the the by EA. Yeah, I don't know if you remember back in like the mid. What do you even call that time period? The aughts. <laughs> I've heard people call it that. Anyway, in the mid in the mid thousands, um, like two thousand five, two thousand four, Nintendo and EA got into this deal where they would like. Yeah, it's for the GameCube. Like they did a bunch of games together. Yeah. I'll never yeah. forget Mario and Peach showing up yeah. in <laughs> NBA Street Volume 3. Exactly. Dunking on fools. 
Yeah, Nintendo was like pretty desperate for like third party relations at that time. Mm. And like EA's like, we'll make games, but only if um if we can appeal to some Nintendo customers because Nintendo fans are also kind of pretty stingy with their support. Yeah. A lot of Nintendo fans only buy Nintendo games. And so they're like, okay, well, we'll let you use some Nintendo characters and stuff like that if you put games in our system. And yeah, that's how mm-hmm. Mario and Peach got into NBA. <laughs> so not only was Super Punch-Out unlockable in the GameCube game, you could actually play as Little Mac like oh. in normal kind of human-looking form. It was It's really weird. If you have a chance, I would highly recommend you uh, Google the YouTube video of Little Mac fighting like Muhammad Ali or whoever else is in that game. <laughs> He looks super awkward and not at all like he looks in Super Smash Brothers. Following that game, the Punch-Out! series was kind of revamped for the Wii, which, you know, had the big motion control tie-in. Yeah. In 2008, at the Nintendo Media Summit, there was a 15-second trailer that was shown that was kind of like the premiere. And Nintendo's like, hey, we're putting next-level games on this, um, who had worked on Super Mario Strikers, which was another, you know, Nintendo mm sports game that had done pretty well and they basically took the original gameplay of you know like just punching people and dodging at the right time and gave it this new cell shaded look it came together pretty well did you do you ever play that one push no i didn't play it but i i've always wanted to go and play it um <laughs> i know that donkey kong is is an unlockable character yeah. or one that you could like get through the my nintendo or not my club nintendo no 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 that was something different okay so there was a spinoff of the Wii version that was called Doc Lewis's Punch-Out. Oh, yeah. That you could only get through Club Nintendo. Oh, okay. But Donkey Kong does show up at the end of one of the challenge rounds, or the challenge modes, I should say. And there was actually another Nintendo character that they wanted to put in, mm. but they were told, no, that's a bad idea. Do you want to guess who it was? Link? No, but that would be amazing. I could just imagine pummeling Link in the face. With all of his, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it was actually Princess Peach. Oh, yeah, that's, that's probably not a good idea. <laughs> uh-huh, yeah, basically, they, they said that they had to abandon it because there was the issue of violence towards women. Yeah. But I think it would have been kind of cool to see <laughs> Princess Peach, like, going toe-to-toe, but I, I get where they were coming from. Yeah. But they also said they didn't want to include too many Nintendo characters and cameos because they wanted, like... To keep it its own IP. Right, yeah, like like this is Punch Out, and you know it's important that it like we create this new world for it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they wanted Princess Peach, but that got cut, and there was also a lot of other things that got cut. You know, Wii was kind of Nintendo's first foray into online play for a wide audience. So there was an online multiplayer thing that got cut. Um, there was the ability to like move around the ring in 3D that they didn't think really worked out. And I guess at some point there was like RPG elements where you could like make Mac you know better, faster have stronger moves which sounds really interesting i'd actually like to you know see what that was like yeah buff gigamac <laughs> that's right and yeah you're right there so there's a character called gigamac shows up and they wanted to originally call him big mac but they were afraid that um, mcdonald's was going to sue them yeah so now we just have mac in smash brothers little mac mm-hmm. and uh i think he was the first character that ever had a power meter am i wrong on that no you're right i think Okay, yeah, so he, like, works up his power, and then he gets, like, one big KO punch. Do you want to guess how tall Little Mac actually is? I think I've read this before. I think it's, like, 5 feet 3 inches. So, in the Wii version, he's 5 foot 6, mm-hmm. but in the original Punch-Out game for NES, he's only 4 foot 7. Ah, okay. 
Yeah, he's like, he's super little. Yeah. All right, and the last thing I want to talk about was uh, actually my favorite part of the Punch-Out series, and I've never actually seen it in person, but it is a spinoff called Arm Wrestling. Oh, I think I've heard of this. Yeah, and this came out in Japan and in North America, and it's another one of those dual monitor systems where basically there's like this special joystick and you kind of have to like work it back and forth like you, you know, you in an arm wrestling match. And it is just like classic weird Nintendo. And I absolutely love it. But there's only five people you can go up against and all five of them would be fantastic additions to Super Smash Brothers. (laughs) There's one that's called Texas Mac. Oh. Yeah. It's, It's a stereotypical Texan in a cowboy hat. So at the top, there's these little banners that flash when you fight them. And when you fight Texas Mac, it says stud horse. <laughs> oh. great. Um, there's a guy called Kabuki, who is a sumo wrestler. Mm-hmm. There's a guy whose name is Mask X. And when you pull his mask off, which is like at the very end of the round, it's actually Bald Bull from Punch-Out. Oh, so, so they cross out. They cross over. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then my favorite is uh, Allison Ape 3, who is this like little cute girl who's controlling uh, a robot monkey. Oh. I have to see that that would be a great Smash character. Mm-hmm. And then finally, there's Frank Jr., who is obviously Frankenstein. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, do you, know, do you know about the Sailor Moon story in um, Punch-Out? No, I don't know about that. Okay, so um, this comes from, um, she says, uh, from uh, Boundary Break. Mm-hmm. I think it's um who is it Piston Honda in the Wii the Wii game during like um a part of their intro they're like reading a manga oh okay yeah and and in in the game's files are actual scans of the Sailor Moon manga that that they're holding <laughs> and so Nintendo was that was a breach of contract for next level games and apparently they were sued for it oh wow and it apparently cost about two million dollars really. Wow. I don't know how I missed that, but that sounds extremely interesting. And we'll be on the Punch-Out! History, episode two. <laughs> no, this one's probably already go on, gone on long enough. Yeah. But yeah, but that's the history of Punch-Out! I feel like there's a lot more to it than a lot of people know, especially, you know, outside of just the normal, like, Mike Tyson was there, and then he was gone, and then they revamped it. And um, Koji Kondo did the music for the original arcade. He did! And I meant to mention that, but... Now I really just want to go find one of those working uh, arm wrestling machines. I really need to defeat Frankenstein in arm wrestling, (laughs) as it has always been one of my dreams. That's all for now. Thanks for listening. We'd like to give a special shout out to talented chiptune composer Jamatar, who has once again allowed us to use his track Midori as opening and closing music. You can find more of his banging beats by searching Jamatar, that's J-A-M-A-T-A-R, on Spotify or visiting Jamatar.com. If you have any feedback on the podcast or want to recommend a topic, feel free to reach out to us via Twitter, at MemCardShow, or on our website, MemoryCardShow.com. And if you'd like to follow Ben and I, we can be found at Super Nintendo and Push Dustin, respectively. Have you considered supporting Memory Card on Patreon? If not, we hope you will. Currently, we're supported by quite a few awesome people, including Jackson Bertoli, Taylor Bias, Cody Sam, Michael Strickland, Tyler Davis, Courtney Cotton, Stuart Radley, Harrison, Narelle Hosang, 
Jose Rivera, and Cool0210. All of our Patreon info can be found on the support section of our website or on patreon.com backslash memcard. We'll be back very soon with some more gaming history goodness, so be sure to subscribe. We'll see you soon. Put up your dukes. Push, we're gonna Ooh. fight. It's time for fighting. Oh, ooh, okay. Ooh, ooh, oh. Ooh, ooh, body blow, ooh, body ow. blow. Oh, 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 ow. <laughs> <laughs>